Hey everybody, Joe Murray just sitting here, getting back from the weekend. Uh, had a bit of a hiatus uh, here. I, the, the reason why uh, I started the podcast in general was because of uh, COVID-19 and stuck in the house for three months and uh, wanted to do a show every day. So I think we did almost 50 straight episodes, uh, Monday through Friday, and then, uh, of course, uh, I've been a little bit more busy when it comes to uh, working on the radio a bit more. So um, that's the reason for the hiatus. Uh, but we're back today doing the show and a lot of stuff to get into um, just from stuff from the weekend and uh, some stuff that I did over this weekend. And uh, we'll certainly talk about that uh, throughout today's show. So again, it's just sitting here. I'm Joe Murray. The show can be seen on Twitter and on Periscope, but also on Facebook, so I want to say what's up to my people that are watching um, on all of those uh, all of those platforms, and of course you can chat into the show. So anything you want to discuss, if you want to ask me any questions or anything like that, uh, you can certainly just uh, chat on it. Uh, I'm looking at the Facebook app right now. Uh, I see a few people are currently watching, so that's great. Uh, but you can just uh, chat in and uh, ask any questions. And I'm just going to pull up Twitter real quick, make sure that it's uh, it's going well there. And, of course, people on Twitter can follow as well. Boom. All right. So we are rocking and rolling. Once again, Joe Murray just sitting here. Um, and, you know, one of the big things was I've been off, I've been off the podcast for a couple of weeks or at least a week or so. Uh, but I've been working. Uh, I've been, you know, working over at 98.5 The Sports Hub, uh, doing stuff mornings there. Uh, put together a nice pod class last week that went very well. Um, so I showed a lot of people. Uh, exactly what I've been doing with this podcast and how to, you know, maybe uh, some people who've been uh, looking about doing a new podcast, uh, help those guys out. So uh, back at it. Uh, I should be here at least today. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow, but I might do this a couple of times a week. Uh, but of course, there's a lot of stuff to get into from the weekend. So we'll start there. Uh, we are in phase two of phase two uh, here in Massachusetts. Um, and just to kind of break it down for you, what it will look like. Uh, this course is the second part of the Massachusetts phase two. Uh, Charlie Baker course reopening uh, everything up today. Uh, reopening Massachusetts is working was one of his quotes. Uh, he encouraged offices to continue. Uh, you know to take care of uh, take care of what you're doing. Tremendous progress has been made. Um, and right now, indoor table services at restaurants. So I've been enjoying the outdoor experience. I'm sure for the for the restaurants itself, it's not easy. You had to get the tables. Maybe you had to get a tent. You also also have to worry about the weather and stuff like that. I've enjoyed the outdoor eating experience. I'm okay with eating on paper plates. I know some people don't like the that aspect of it. I'm fine with it. Um, but indoor table service at restaurants is now available. Uh, close contact personal services with restrictions. Retail dressing rooms are by appointment only in offices are now at 50%. So I know they want people to get back into the office. A lot of the people I know, friends I have, said they're probably not going back in uh, until 2021. That's fine. But I'm glad to at least see that, you know, we're starting to move along here. Um, you know, we're at step two of phase two. So things are opening up. And again, if you're going out to eat, uh, whether it's outside, and I don't know what the restrictions are with indoor right now. So take it easy on some of these people if, uh, you know, there's wait times or anything like that. Uh, going for, but I've I've enjoyed my outdoor uh, experience. I've gone out a couple of times now. Uh, I'm probably going to hit up the Kowloon Car Hop this week. 
uh, which opens up this week. So I want to uh, at least see what that's all about. I live I live seven minutes away from there. So if I know people are going up there, I'm going to park my car. I'm going to hang out, drink some scorpion bowls. That's going to be fun. That opens up this week as well. And I'm sure there's some indoor dining happening. I don't know what the, you know, the capacity level is or anything like that. But at least wanted to start there. Uh, phase two of phase two um, is now underway. So uh, I had a good weekend. Went to the uh, beach uh, one time. I sat poolside twice this weekend. I'm working on my tan. As you can see, so now that summer is officially started, like this is what I'll be wearing every day. These these fire button down, like big guy Tommy Bahama, like cabana wear. I call it Joe wear. Um, and I just I'll rock this all summer long, baby. Shirts with pineapples, anything to do with like, you know, anything like like you know, suns on my shirts, you name it. Anything that's like a button down that's just, you know, you can like show the chest hair a little bit. Like this is what it's all about for me uh, for the rest of this summer. So I'm going to be wearing some Joe wear the rest of the way here. And we've had a great stretch. Like I know the heat sucks, but if you could be near the ocean or near a pool, um, you know, that's where it's at. That is like completely where it's at for me. So uh, I'll be rocking these whenever you see me. I'll just be out and about uh wearing wearing my cabana wear uh hanging out but had a good weekend and think the tan is starting to starting to come in a little bit so give me about another week or two i'm going to the beach tomorrow so there'll be no show tomorrow but just give me a couple more days this thing will be filling right in man can't wait to get that uh that summer tan in there but i had a great weekend uh as well so uh just to set the table a little bit here uh we'll do some sports stuff because it's blah sports is completely blah blah uh, hit some Belmont picks. We'll go over that in a minute. Uh, Kurt Cobain's guitar was sold this weekend from the Unplugged episode. I do want to talk about that uh, coming up in a little bit. And just memorabilia in general. Like, people who buy this memorabilia, what do you do with that shit? Like, what do you do? You buy it, hold on to it, hope for the value goes up? How often does the value go up? We'll talk about that um, in a little bit uh, as well. Also, when you go out to eat, right, do you bring something with you? Like, do you bring hot sauce or blue cheese or, I don't know, like, 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 uh, one of those huts that you bring out with you? Like, I'm just curious. I, there's a picture that's been going around for a while now. I'll talk about that coming up, uh, a little bit throughout the show. Um, movies from the weekend. I watched some bad movies, so I'll go over those with you, uh, coming up in a little bit and watch The Last Ride, The Undertaker documentary. Um, that was very good. And uh, we might have had a, a retirement announced. Um, so uh, that's pretty much the uh, the outline for the t- for the today. Of course, you can chat into the show. I see some people already uh, chatting in. You can do that either through Facebook or on Twitter. We'll start off. Uh, Michael's there rocking the pineapple peach shirt. Yes. Oh, I wasn't really rocking pineapple Pete, though. But, yeah, I'm rocking the pineapple skid. Um, and I actually I have like a wardrobe of these like. Eight of them. I want a bunch more. So if you see any in like a 4XLT, you know, send them my way. Or if anybody knows anyone, you can certainly do that. Uh, who's this? Uh, uh, record Scorpion Bowls in one sitting. You can do three and two. Oh, my God, dude. I crush Scorpion Bowls. Crush them. Uh, we went to the, oh, I can't remember the name of the place. But it's at the Encore. The, the Scorpion Bowls were $80. $80. 
and I crushed one of them myself. Um, that was a damn good scorpion bowl. I got to tell you. Oh, what the hell was the name of that place? I can't remember. It's uh, it's at the it's at the encore. Like the casino's been closed for so damn long, I like forget forget that it even exists. Besides driving by it, but the, that one was really good. Um, if you get a chance, oh, damn, I can't remember the name of that place. But uh, that was very good. Uh, do you think the Takers uh, last episode was a little bit of a promo? We'll get into that uh, in just a minute here because I thought that was interesting. Uh, again, thoughts on the Undertaker retirement announcement. We'll do that uh, in just a little bit. So uh, keep those chats coming in. Once again, I'm Joe Murray. Uh, you can hear me on 98.5 The Sports. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joey Murr. Uh, just sitting here. That's the podcast. And again, uh, you can find all previous episodes of Just Sitting Here on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Um, again, the show kind of started out with, you know, we couldn't really go out. We couldn't do anything. We're stuck in the house. And I think I interviewed about 40-plus people. I think like 45 people. Um, so if you want to check those out, they're probably people you know, uh, people in the sports world and getting to know them, their story, and just some other stuff uh, that's that's been going on in the world. So definitely check out those previous episodes. And I was on the air last week, and people tell me that they listen. They love it. Um, I see the analytics for it. And I, I didn't do it to get any analytics or anything like that. So, But people love it. I'm going to continue to keep doing it. And again, I'll do it today as kind of like a re-entry Monday uh, type thing. And again, you can uh, you can, you can can uh, come up with more here. I thought this one was pretty good. How would you come up with the Murray Musing segment? My favorite segment when you're able to do it. So I started the sports up May of 2011. And like I kind of want, I used to just like vent about things. And Murray's Musings came up. I was working with Mark Feldman, um, who's now the producer of the Get Up Crew on 96.9. But one day, like, I would just, you know, vent about stuff that's going on or things that pissed me off or mall walkers or things like that. He made a rap for it. And I'm like, dude, we are using this. And uh, whenever there was a five, ten minute gap in a show, I'm like, dude, can we do amusings? Um, so that's how the musings came up. You want a random take? Murray's got all sorts of stuff in the world unrelated to sports. So sit back, relax, and get your mind in the game. Uh, that's kind of like how it goes. So. Um, I added some birthdays in. I kind of, you know, every once in a while, I might, like, joke around with the date. Like, oh, here's the date, and, and whatever. Can't get them all right, but uh, Musings is fun. I like doing it. I don't know how much we're going to be able to do it. I don't know where we can incorporate it anymore. Like, unless I do a weekend show, which hopefully we get that back soon. And that segues into the next topic here. Sports! Like, at this point, right? Blah. Blah, 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 blah. I was out all weekend long. I didn't care one thing about sports. The only, and, and listen, I love the Belmont. I love the Kentucky Derby. I love all that stuff. And I did bet and pick horses on it and won, by the way. But I, like, didn't watch it. I didn't care. I was out at the pool. I was hanging out at a cookout. And I've been talking about this for a while now when it comes to this podcast. But, like, the fact that there hasn't been sports, I've been able to enjoy things a little bit more. There hasn't been that pressure of looking at my phone or, you know, have to be by the television. These UFC fights are pretty much late on Saturday night. So, you know, if you haven't gone out on your date night or whatever and you get some time, like, that's fun to watch. I think they've really capitalized on this time period, you know, being somewhat the only sport that's truly been available to watch is UFC. And I think Dana White's done a great job. Like, I think he's like the king right now of doing this. But he's called out some of these other sports. Like, who wants to be the first sport to come out and actually play 
and right now the way that it's set up is I believe July 8th, the MLS is going to have their World Cup type tournament. And with everything going on with COVID in Orlando right now, the cases continue to grow. It sounds like that's still a go, but I'm curious. I mean, look at Major League Baseball right now. The both sides can't even get on the same the same page here. They're fighting over 10 games. COVID cases are going up all over the place. They're sending people out of Florida and back in, like, like with the Red Sox. They're in Florida. They're sending them back to Boston now. So if there will be a spring training or if they do come to some sort of agreement, like they have to worry about that for the next two weeks while people quarantine. I think over 40 people, I think, this week got tested positive for COVID. So, like, now all those people have to quarantine, whether they're sick or, like, symptoms or not. Like, that's messed up. Then they first have to come to an agreement of even playing this year. So, like, at some point, like, is it 60 games? It can't be 60 games, right? It has to be less than that. I think the players at some point who already know they're going to get railed by the owners, they already are, you're not going to get 60 games in. I don't think it's feasible for for the – and I just think with the health – you can't go past September 31st. You can't. You're going to be playing less. Uh, you're going to be playing less than than 60 games. That, that's just a fact. And Rob Manfred's probably going to come out soon and do it, or he's going to make the judgment on his own. You're going to play 48 games. If they even want a season, I don't care about baseball right now. The only thing I that kind of does piss me off about baseball is, and we'll get into that in a little bit here because I watched a lot of like movies this weekend. But I kind of liked having the game on in the background or putting it on on the radio. We don't even have that. And I, it's it's just, I don't know. Baseball's losing me. It's losing its fans. But at least come to an agreement. Jeez. What are we, a, a week away from July 4th and there's no baseball? Get it together. Seriously, if you're fighting over 10 games, stupid. Anyway, some comments coming in. You're the man, Joe. Thank you, uh, Huckleberry Betts. Allison, I'm perfectly fine with sports not returning for the rest of the year. So I don't know about the rest of the year, Allie. I don't know about the rest of the year. But right now, I'm okay. Like, summer's here. Summer is here. I don't want to focus on that stuff right now at the moment. Again, I want to go to the beach. I want to know what we're going to eat for dinner tonight. I want to know, like, what kind of grill are we buying? Do we have to mow the lawn today? Like, I want to be out and about. What beach am I going to tomorrow? That's what I care about right now. I also do care about getting back to work at some point. Like, shit, when are we actually, like, when are jobs going to open up again? Like, like I'm thinking about that stuff, but at the same time, like, right now, we can't do anything about it. We can only control what we can control. So, like, the fact that there's no sports right now, it's good for now, but wait until July when the shit amps up, right? It's going to be July 31st, July 30th, basketball. You know, if baseball starts up, hockey, who's been the quietest of everyone here. Have you noticed that? Hockey has been the quietest. Very quiet. They haven't said a word. I think that's smart on their behalf. They said that that, that phase two or phase three, I think they're trying to get into now. You know, having players report. They might not even report, actually, was, was what I heard this week. But just the fact that there hasn't been sports, I think, has been pretty good. Now, the politics shit, I'm out on. Out, like on a Saturday night Trump rally. Out. I want nothing to do with it. I'm not going crazy yet with no sports. I love to bet on this stuff. 
But in moderation, we've had UFC every single week. There's Premier League if you really are de- a degenerate. There's South Korean soccer. There's Korean baseball every week, like every day. Like this stuff's in your face. If you're if you're just a casual sports fan, of course you miss the local sports and all that. If you really need the sports, they're out there still. You can still watch all that stuff. Uh, my boy Jala checking in. I'm going crazy with no sports. I'm not a baseball fan, but I but I'll he'll watch nine innings with Korean baseball. If you want it, there you go. Go watch it right there. Now I think when baseball does come back, there's gonna be a lot of hatred. Like these purists out there. Imagine if a dude hits 400. Like imagine if a player hits 400 and breaks a record, right? Oh, it's going to be an asterisk next year. It wasn't a full season or any of it. I don't want to hear from any purists, any purists whatsoever. And by the way, I didn't watch the Ken Griffey doc last night. Pissed. I'm going to catch up on that at some point today. But a week ago, we had the long gone summer. After I watched that, I actually am convinced that Mark, so I, th- I thought about this. Mark McGuire, I think, should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, his 263 average in his 1,600 hits, his 583 home runs, he might be the most pure home run hitter in baseball history. When it comes to actual home run hitting, him, Dave Kingman's probably up there as well, right? Then I look at the stats for Sammy Sosa. Dude had over 600 home runs and almost 2,000 hits. And I I couldn't believe that. So, like, the way I look at it, who was the better player between Sosa and Maguire? It was clearly Sammy Sosa. It wasn't clear in my brain. And you know what? No one ever even – Sammy Sosa's not even allowed back at Wrigley Field. That's bullshit. Bill Buckner could come back to Boston, but Sammy Sosa can't go back to Chicago even though they won a World Series recently? That's crap. That is That is absolute crap. And the more I look at this, and I don't really want to talk baseball because it's so boring. But, you know, the, think about when it comes to being a voter, right? I'm not a voter, whatever. I, you, you can be. Like, you can be on a list for 20 years and boom, get a Hall of Fame vote. But the more I look at this, what, what happened with those guys, they saved the game of baseball. There was a strike in 1994. In 1995, everyone had resentment. 96, they weren't back yet. 98 saved the game of baseball. So don't look at And listen, it came with a price, right? It came with a price. These guys did steroids. At the same time, there was no rule for it. It was not against the... There was no nothing in the in the rights whatsoever that they couldn't do it. Was it forbidden? Was it, was it something morally wrong? Probably, absolutely. At the same time... Like, those guys saved the game of baseball, but it came at a price, and now, because of what they did, they saved the game. They're going to be punished for not going in the Hall of Fame. After watching that documentary, I think, with when especially what's happening with baseball right now, like, start over. Start the damn thing over again. Let them all in. Let Clemens in. Let Bonds in. Let McGuire in. Let Sosa in. Even Paul Merrill for lying. Let them in. Let them in. The game was more fun back then, and there was nothing stopping them from doing it. Now there is. There's testing. There's constant testing. Now, Manny Ramirez is a guy that I I think was the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. He got caught three times. Stupid. Stupid. We all love Manny, right? Idiot. Three times he got caught. Three times. Out. But these other guys here, I think you should put them in the Hall of Fame, and I think we should just start over. 
Start over. You want to put steroid next to him? Go ahead. Put him in, though. It's so stupid how they choose who can go in and who shouldn't. I think that is stupid. And again, I, I everything came with a price, but they saved the game. And if you're going to like vote on who should go into the Hall of Fame, look at who did the most for the game. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa did. Barry Bonds did. He was the biggest villain in sports. Barry Bonds was the biggest villain in sports. And probably was arguably one of the greatest players of all time. 73 home runs, crazy, right? Crazy. Without enhancements, does that get done? I don't think so. But the more I more I think about this and what's happening with baseball, even Roger Clemens, for that matter, say what you want. The guy went out there and how many, you know, how many 20-win seasons? How many big games that guy pitch in? How many decades did that guy pitch in in the longevity? Put them all in and start over. The game is not good right now. It's not right. Something needs to be changed. Those players shouldn't be. What they did for the game was good. It made everyone money. It put people to watch the game. We watch it now. It's a slow death is what it is. It's a slow death. And if they don't play this year, it could be the nail in the coffin. Sorry for the baseball rant. I I didn't plan that whatsoever today. By the way, that's just kind of uh, that just kind of came out here. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> go to some of the chats here. Um, let's see here. Uh, I really do think a shorter season can save baseball. Teams are already out of the play. Well, they're extending the playoffs. They're already extending the playoffs. They're going to add more teams. I guess that makes it more interesting. More interesting. Uh. <laughs> How do I feel about Bowdoin College canceling? That sucks. I don't. I didn't know that, but that sucks. Um, I didn't know that Austin Matthews tested positive. Good, good note there. Uh, that's that hockey thing is. Oof. I mean, a Bruins player did. We know who know, don't know who it is. Um, I did mention Bill Buckner. We know he passed away last year. But again, one one other thing, Sammy Sosa. He should be allowed back in Chicago. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Anyways, we'll move on here. Uh, I'm Joe Murray, just sitting here. Uh, sports blah is what I had on my notes here. Uh, football is going to shut down possibly uh, for a little bit because I don't know how many players in the Cowboys and Texans, Zeke Elliott tests positive. Um, they might only play two preseason, preseason games. Yay. Hopefully that, I mean, that, the one thing is the NFL has stayed on track. The NFL has completely stayed on track. But two preseason games. Oh, and I, I want to throw this one out there as well. Please, I hope no one thinks I'm I'm crapping on anybody here. Please. But there was a tweet that came out last weekend about Patriots season ticket holders. Mentioning how June 30th was the date. And um, I, I'll be accurate. So I, I, want, I want to preach accuracy here. Um, so let me just let me just pull it up to be to be accurate. But a tweet a tweet came out uh, regarding the Patriots and their season ticket holders. And I just want to let you guys know that I had a chance to defer my season tickets. So I just called them up. I said, "Hey, you know, with everything that's happening this season, could is there a chance I can defer my tickets?" They said, "Absolutely." They sent me an email to follow up on it. Done. So for this year, I don't have to pay for the tickets. They're going to hold it in place. 
And then next year when it comes around, I pay my bill, I get my tickets back. It was easy. It was, And I actually credit the Patriots. I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast already. So the fact that they did that for me, I thought that was outstanding. I, I really did. Um, I thought that was that was like awesome of them to do that. But a tweet came out last week saying, you know, the Patriots are demanding people to to pay their tickets by June 30th. Now, I will let you know that the Patriots have sent out to people, um, hey, you know, there are these dates to, uh, you know, pay your bills, et cetera. So this is the tweet. I won't say who the name is. Patriots sent out a season ticket a letter to season ticket holders reiterating that payments are due June 30th. Quote, we remain optimistic for the return of football, and we are preparing to play each home game as scheduled in front of our season ticket members this fall. And I saw that, and I just wrote, well, I was able to defer mine. And the, the reporter wrote me back and said, did you pay first? No, I didn't. And I called and told him the same story I told you guys. The reason why they put June 30th in is because they wanted us to pay on March 30th. So they moved it back because of everything that's happening in the world. The Patriots have been nothing but clear with their season ticket holders about the situation. If there's no games, you're not going to be charged. That's that they've been completely clear. The, I, again, I, this isn't. I I know I work for the Patriots Radio Network. This isn't a. I I this show has no affiliation with anything of with my employer. Nothing to do with my employer. Just as a fan, as a season ticket holder, the Patriots have been outstanding. And I just thought that that was poor reporting. Do some research. Find out what's going on. They're not demanding people to pay by the 30th. They moved it back from March. And if you want to have tickets this year, you pay your money. And then if there's no games, you don't get charged. It's as easy as that. But the fact that you're trying to quote it. And again, I don't know the quote. Maybe it was said. I don't know. But like, do the Patriots think they're going to have fans this year? I don't, I don't know. It's not up to them. It's up to the governor. I mean, I don't even know if we'll have fans in the seats in football this year. I don't. And even I know that Ohio State's even talked about, you know, putting in like maybe 20,000 fans at first and then moving it along. We don't even know with that. All I'm trying to say is I know that the place that that newspaper came from is the owner of the Red Sox. Just don't attack the Patriots for something they didn't do. I'll leave it at that. Um, someone checking in. So can someone get those seats this year? Probably, yeah. I mean, I own them, but they're probably going to sell them. My seat is on hold. It's on hold. So next year, they told me they'll when the bill comes around, it's all there. And listen, I've already gone into the account. It's all there. Just wanted to, to bring that to the table as well because I've been... Sorry. Uh, my, my computer mouse here is all wacky. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because that happened over the weekend. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I respect everyone in the job that they do. Um, Dak Prescott's going to get paid $31 million on a franchise tag. Crazy. Jamal Adams wants out from the Jets. They'd be stupid to trade him. And the Belmont this past weekend. So normally it goes the uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. But because of everything that's happening in the country, the Belmont was the first leg this year. They shortened the track a little bit. Um, I bet the winner, uh, tis the law, that hit, boom, lock it up. Gave that out for you as well. And I gave out a trifecta. I gave out uh, tis the law, um, Sole Volante, and uh, who was the third? Dr. Post. And two out of three in the trifecta hit. 
So if you followed any of my picks this week, boom, you won money. So I, I'm very, I'm very good with picking the ponies. I'm not an expert, but I've hit. It's, it's, and maybe it's because I look at the odds. Um, also, I think the other thing to do is if you pick three horses, ho- hopefully one of them hits, right? Um, so that worked out this week, and hopefully you guys tailed that. We gave that out on the over under ninety five uh, show, the DraftKings over under ninety five show, uh, Saturday mornings at seven a.m. Uh, we do replay the shows later on in the day. Um, if you're not up at 7 a.m., but we do have a live show um, every Saturday on 98.5 The Sports Up. All right. Enough about sports, right? Oh, sports. Vomit. So boring right now. Um, the, actually, the very first podcast that I did here of just sitting here was about the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. And my my favorite band, I'm sure if you guys are big fans of mine, is Alice in Chains. Uh, Lane Staley died eight years later after the death of Kurt Cobain on the same day. And, like, I'm a huge fan of both those bands. The whole Seattle scene in general, that grunge era from the 90s, is my favorite era. Along with hip-hop during that era as well, or rap music. I'd say, like, 91 to whatever. 96 was, like, my heyday. Um, Maybe Biggie up until 98 or whatever. But one of the best CDs to ever come out was the the Nirvana Unplugged. Um, I'll put the Alice in Chains Unplugged up against the Nirvana one every day of the week. Uh, again, I love the Alice in Chains. I don't think they get enough credit. Um, there's a big story behind the Alice in Chains. Actually, if you want to go back um, to some previous episodes, Big Jim Murray joined me for a podcast. Um, he was at that show, and we discussed it in length, talked about it. But there was more of a storyline with Alice in Chains in their Unplugged than it was maybe Nirvana and, and, and Kurt Cobain. But there was a story with that one as well. Um, it techni- technically was the last televised event Kurt Cobain was ever a part of. Um, I know he did some shows after, but you know we know about some of the struggles he had with his wife and with drug use and his daughter, right? Ownership of his daughter and things of that degree. But when they played that you know, that unplugged album, they did a lot of, they did their stuff and then they played a lot of the, the covers that they loved. you know, a lot of the David Bowie stuff, the meat puppets, all that, um, you know, lead belly at the end was, was awesome. And it is, if you ask me, like, that's one of the greatest albums of all time. So the guitar that Kirk Cobain used, uh, during those Seth, during the 93 MTV unplugged. Uh, went out to an auction this week uh, in Los Angeles. And it's a 1959 Martin D18E. It's originally purchased by uh, by Kurt Cobain at LA Voltage Guitars. It sold in an auction this week for six, $6 million. It broke the record for the most expensive guitar ever sold. The record was previously held by uh, Black uh, Stratocaster, belonging to Pink Floyd's David Gilmore, which sold for $3.95 million. Holy crap. Okay, so let me just stop there for a second. This isn't a knock on Kurt Cobain whatsoever. Not a knock on Kurt Cobain whatsoever. David Gilmore is a way better guitarist than Kurt Cobain. Way, way better guitarist. That doesn't matter. And it, it, we can't really compare because Nirvana was the three-piece band. It might be the greatest three-piece band 
ever assembled, ever assembled. And say what you want about Kirk Cobain. Say that you know that he did all. Some of the stuff was easy, but it was great. It was beautiful. You listen to David Gilmore and you hear a uh, you know "Wish You Were Here" song on a, an acoustic guitar, and you're like, "Damn, this is incredible stuff." I can't believe that thing went for six million dollars. I'll continue to read on here. Uh, he used the, uh, of course, he used that guitar in the uh, MTV Unplugged set. Um, he sang "Come As You Are" about a girl and dumb, and then did the David Bowie Lead Belly and uh, Me Puppet. So. Uh, I'm sure you know uh, the song Lake of Fire. Where the bad folks going there? Uh, that was one of the ones he used that for. Um, the guitar received four $1 million bids. And then it received more additional bids going up to $6 million. Uh, a guy named Peter Friedman, founder of Rode Microphones, uh, I believe was the winner and included the guitar in its original case. With a flyer for Poison Ideas 1990, Feel the Darkness. Wow. Uh, came with uh, three picks and a suede bag containing a silver spoon, fork, and knife. Oh, no. Oh. Titled Music Icons. This was Julian's auction's first live in-person event. Uh, of course, due to Corona, other Nirvana items auction included the Nevermind poster. Sold for $56 million. The camera negatives and signed prints from Nevada's 92 Spin Magazine. Wow. That sold for $35,000. And a handful of Nevada all-access passes sold for $512 each. So who's this go-to? Courtney or the owners? I don't know where it went. Uh, Nirvana, of course. They were also So Nirvana stuff was sold at that auction. Elvis Presley's 1977 Lincoln Mark... uh, what is that? Lincoln Mark IV Coupe went for 62000 Johnny Cash's Valencia acoustic guitar uh, signed, sold for $57 million. Noel Gallagher's handwritten lyrics for the Oasis um, album. Uh, what's the story, Morning Glory? Auctioned for $22,000. Holy crap. Wow. A uh, couple people checking in here. Uh, Spencer, Spence, David Gilmore is a master. Yes, he is. But listen, I think he's a better guitarist than Kurt Cobain. That that can't even be argued. Uh, hey, Joe, my buddy Zach, paint, uh, paint thrown on a guitar for 400 bucks. It was going on eBay for 2500 Why would somebody buy a guitar with paint all over it? Uh, good point. But that th- that guitar, though, that Kurt Cobain has, everyone knows that thing. Like when I think about the Allison Chains unplugged, it's Mike Ennis's bass guitar. Metallica's in the front row, and it says "Friends don't let friends get friends' haircuts." I would buy that guitar. I would buy that that bass. I would buy it. Friends don't let friends get friends' haircuts. That was like so memorable from back then. Ninety six was it? So, of course, I'd be all over that thing. Those numbers are incredible. Think about that. We're in a pandemic right now. And people are spending $6 million on guitars. $6 million. And that brings up another thing. Getting back to baseball, long gone summer in that document from a week ago. People spent, what, $3 million on the home run ball from Mark McGuire? What is that thing worth now? 50 bucks? Why do you buy this shit? What do you do with it? You know, one thing that is cool about a baseball, though, right? 
you score a goal in hockey, yeah, you know, they stop it. You score a basket, they give you the ball. Baseball, though, fans catch that thing. The dude who got the 62nd home run gave the ball back to Mark McGuire, and that's it. Got nothing for it. Nothing. Like, God bless you, but are you an idiot? Like, like Doug Mankiewicz, remember how much shit he got? Uh, that lead belly guitar Cobain wanted for 500K. <laughs> good point, dude. Oh, good point, dude. That story, by the way, if you want to check it out, it's on Yahoo. Man, David Gilmore, his Pink Floyd guitar, 3.95 million, dude. And then Kurt Cobain's goes for six. Is there anyone that will beat six million? Think about that for a minute. Hmm. Could anybody beat six million? Could anybody's guitar be worth more than six million? Oh, good question. I don't know, man. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, like Eddie Van Halen in my head, but it, I don't know if it's got the. You know, has any Hendrix stuff? Like, I wonder what Hendrix stuff has gone for. Um, Paul McCartney, like, could he have something that's big? I'm just, you know, yeah, I mean, somebody mentioned Hendrix on here. I'm just trying to think of like, like Clapton. I'm just trying to think of people maybe that are still alive that play. Like, could Bob Dylan have something? Um, Tom Petty, I know he's no longer with us, but, you know, was there anything that he had? Uh, You know, I wonder what George Harrison stuff uh, maybe went for at the time. Just, I'm trying to think of like living legend guitar player slash. I wonder if he has something. Maybe like a guitar that he played like in the November Rain video or something. I don't know. I don't know if that will be eclipsed. Six million dollars. Holy shit. It's a lot of dough, man. For a guitar. Yeah, someone's mentioned too there was a Hendrix Strat that sold for two million. But who will beat six? Like we all records will be broken someday, right? We all think that. What guitarist? could beat six million dollars like I, I mean there's no bassist obviously drum set no hmm i'm gonna think about that one well we'll, we'll do that throughout the show here or I'll, I'll get back to uh to that at some point but i mentioned that the, the mcguire ball the kurt schilling sock it's just it's just weird to me um also i wanted to bring this one to the table here uh no pun intended uh, let me just pull it up quickly. I'm sure you guys have seen this picture before, right? The woman carrying the blue cheese dressing in her bag. Okay, this has been viral. I've seen I've seen this now for the last couple of years. Now, when I go out to like you know when I go out, like we do fast food, right? You want your sauces. You go to like a McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, or whatever. You want your barbecue sauce, your honey mustard, your sweets, sweet and sour, and all that stuff. Or like, you know, you go to a restaurant and it's like, oh, I want hot sauce, but they don't have hot sauce. Or like, you know, they don't have like what you want. Has anyone done this? Has anyone themselves or does anyone carry their own like dressing, sauces, sides? And where I'm going with this is, so you remember the movie Elf, right? Uh, 
Will Ferrell brings the syrup with him, right? Everywhere he goes, he carries syrup with him. He drinks it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Are there people you know or do you carry stuff with you when you go out? Now, I know some people bring hot peppers with them when they go out. And I've seen that before. Um, I have seen a friend bring hot sauce with him or pepper. Uh, with I've seen that before. But, like, I need a list. What is something that you bring with you? Now, blue cheese, that's, that's, that, that's, this is like over the top, don't you think? Um, but I'm just curious, is there anything out there that people have used, um, that they, that they bring with them or that they've seen their friends bring with them? Um, I'll open up the chat here for that. Uh, I put ranch on my pizza, but I ain't bringing the bottle with me. That's my point. Who, who brings it with them? Who? Kev, uh, a lot of chicks do that. Convenient when you get a big purse. <laughs> My ex carried ranch. Get get out of here. Now, it is funny, right? Those those girls with like the big Michael Kors bags or like these Louis Vuittons or whatever. Like they could stuff all sorts of shit in those things. You notice that? They can, like carry those things and stuff all sorts of stuff in there. But like, do like are you really carrying hot sauce with you? Or syrup? And I was told it's Hidden Valley Ranch. It's not blue cheese. <laughs> Who carries ranch sauce with them? Who does that? Uh, the real question is, is it frowned upon to bring your own thing to a restaurant? I don't know. I mean, like, what would I, what would I bring? I, I, I don't bring steak sauce with me. I mean, they better have hot sauce ketchup. They better have that stuff at the restaurant, right? Like, uh, I love clam chowder. I'd be pissed if I got a clam chowder and they didn't have crackers. I'd be pissed. So what am I going to start bringing my own crackers? Start carrying my own oyster crackers in my pocket? But is it frowned upon? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because if you like something and they don't carry it, maybe it is up to you to bring it. So I'm not necessarily saying it's frowned upon. I'm just wondering, what do you bring? Like, what is it? I, Dude, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to think. Like, I've been to a friend's house, but, like, I've been to friend's houses, and, like, I brought, like, my own booze or, like, my own food because I know I'm going to eat it, and I'm not sure if everyone else is. Like, you know how people bring over, like, salad? Like, I'm, I don't eat salad. I'm out. So, like, I'm going to bring, like, a macaroni and cheese because I'm going to eat that shit, you know? But, like, you know, when you when I go to an event, I bring something because I want to eat it. Like, I have some friends. I'm a big dude, but I have some couples that eat, like, birds. So I want to bring food because I know I'm going to eat. No offense to the bird eaters. It's just that I want to eat. Um, Keep going here. People get picky with, with ranch if you're really into it. So ranch, dude, is really, like, it depends on where you go, but... I haven't had a bad ranch situation. I've had weird blue cheese situations, though. And another thing, I'm not much of a chunky blue cheese. Like, some people love those chunks, man. Like, no. Just like salsa. I don't love the chunks of the, the like, the chunks of the tomatoes and shit. I like the actual salsa, like, just the red. I don't want to get, like, a big scoop and all that shit. No, I just want, like, a dip it in a good salsa. And, uh. Like, that's kind of my thing. But, like, again, what do you bring? Uh, Dave checks in. 
I bring my real maple syrup to breakfast. The wait stuff gives me shit every time. But, dude, you have the real stuff. They got the fake stuff. My thing is, though, is when you carry it, right, is it in your pocket? Right? Do you have it out and about? Like, hey, I'm, I'm here to dinner and I brought my stuff with me. Like, does somebody bring their own knife with them to eat, like, to cut a steak? Just the more I see that picture, it's just like, what are you bringing? Now, it, it, don't get me wrong. If you're paying for a damn good meal, you might want to put on, like, that that uh, that truffle butter or whatever you put on um, some steaks, right? That butter stuff that you put on, it's outstanding. But I'm not carrying that shit with me. Kidding me? There are a lot of picky sauce people out there, Kev. Live and die by the sauce. Uh, if that restaurant doesn't have what you need, I'm out on that restaurant. So I'll give you an example. I'm a Heinz ketchup guy. Any other ketchup besides Heinz, out! Right? I don't want that Hunts or whatever else they throw out there. You know what I think they should do? No labels. No labels. Just put it in a container. Well, it's like, hey, can I get ketchup? They give you ketchup. You don't know what it is. You just squirt it. Because if I see hunts or I see something else, I'm out. So, like, no more labels. No more labels. They should have their own bottles, carry their own stuff, and go from there. Um, I had two regulars that left bottles of salad dressing with us because they wanted their brand. So what happens? Do you do they come in and then you take their brand out and give it to them, or do they carry it with them? <sighs> this is a, this is a great topic. This is a great topic. Like indoor dining starting back up. And when I go outdoor dining, right? The other day, if I went out somewhere or whatever, and like, oh yeah, sorry, we don't have whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, like you know, I get it. I wasn't like, oh, man, I mean, I should have brought my own barbecue sauce, you know? I didn't say that to myself. I was just understanding about the whole situation. Uh, Dave checks back in with the real uh, maple stuff. Uh, he leaves it right on the damn table, and he makes his territory. Good for you. <sighs> Raising Cane's uh, sauce is the best secret sauce. Um, ooh, sauces. If we start ranking some sauces, man. But that, so someone says you can't tell if it's Heinz if it goes regular. That's my point. If I see it, I'm like, I'm one of those like mind over matter guy. Like if I see it, I'm out. Like if I see lettuce on my tacos, I'm out. So I'm just like one of these guys. I'm a visual person. Um, <laughs> guy goes on to say he keeps them in the fridge whenever they come in. So it's kind of like they're regulars and you're keeping stuff for them, but you don't share it with everybody else. How about you guys just get it or use it for everybody else? They're regulars, so I guess you're doing your thing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, here's another one. Mayo or ketchup on a burger? Or both? Or is there another economy? All right. So I, I like mayo. I like ketchup. Barbecue sauce is a big thing of mine. I'm a ketchup guy. Uh, I, I can... Eat I can tolerate mustard, but I don't want it. Like on a hot dog, people like mustard. It's just not my thing. I'm a ketchup guy. I'm a ketchup guy. Um, so here's another one that people bring up, and here's another question coming in from Dennis. How about ketchup and mayo together? That's fine. It's fine. 
I like ketchup, though. You know? Like on a burger, ketchup and mayo is fine. I'm fine with it. How about eggs, right? People who eat eggs. I like mine scrambled, personally. I like ketchup and salt on my eggs. I know some people love the sriracha, right? They want that sriracha. What else do you put on eggs? Is there anything else people put on eggs besides salt, pepper, ketchup, or sriracha? I'd be interested to know. Um, Oh, and this is what I wanted to bring up quickly. Um, Roast beef, right? A roast beef, and I, so I grew up in Boston. There are no roast beef shops. We used to have we used to have to drive to Kelly's, you know, go up Route One or something to that degree. Boston South Shore, there's like no real roast beef places. I live North Shore now. There's a roast beef literally. There's four places literally like within point three miles of my house. I can go to Land and Sea Restaurant, Ramsey's, Nick's, Bill and Bob's. Like I can I can go to like any of these within like literally point three miles of my house. Uh, I can go to Kelly's like I, I can go. There's a million places I can go, but like who has the best one? Some people have different sauces. Is it actual barbecue sauce? I don't know, but the three people love the three way. They love the three way, which I'll eat a three way. I like a three way and maybe just maybe the right way to eat a roast beef is a three way. I prefer cheese and sauce. It's my preference. Can I eat mayo, cheese, and sauce? Absolutely. If I, th- I think if I'm actually going to do a taste test on which one is the best, I should probably do a three-way, right? I should probably do a three-way. But I just prefer cheese and sauce. I still haven't found out who has the best roast beef yet. I still haven't. I was told there's a place in Wakefield I got to uh, try Billy's. But, ooh, man, I'll, I love... Like, like people shit on Arby's, right? That was the only place I could go to growing up. I liked Arby's. People now are like, oh, man, it's gross, blah, blah. I don't know. It was good when I was growing up. I liked it. Anyways, moving on. Actually, one more came in. I'm sorry. I'll answer. Uh, I got to answer. Uh, July 4th is soon. Adam Jones and Arkin are out on ketchup on hot dogs. Your thoughts? I love ketchup on hot dogs. That's my thing. Ketchup on a hot dog. I'll eat a hot dog plain. So I get sausages, right? I lo- like I love sausages. I'll eat them plain or naked, or I'll I'll put ketchup on it. I don't love the onions and all that shit, but I will say this: I like it when it's cooked with all the onions. I just don't like onions on my stuff. I don't. I just don't. Um. Anyways, moving on here. Joe Murray, just sitting here uh, on a Monday, a reentry Monday. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, movies from the weekend. So this is what I watched this past weekend. I watched the Shawshank Redemption for the millionth time. But, you know, the more I watch, right, was everybody that was in jail truly innocent? Because I don't think that kid, that hotshot kid who passed his test and then got killed by the warden for knowing that uh, Andy didn't kill his wife, like, he, he, he definitely was in trouble, that kid. How many different jails was he in? He was a bad thief, remember? The other thing, too, is... Did the warden ever check the bank accounts that Andy was depositing things into? Or, like, was it just something that, like, one day he was going to look into it and see how much money was in there? Like, did the warden ever check? Because I'm pretty sure Andy knew. Andy Dufresne went to many different banks that day in Vermont, in Maine, 
right? I went 11 different banks that day and left over with $300,000, if I remember the quote. And then he put the outgoing mail in there, sent it to a a reporter, to the police station, boom, boom, boom. Warden, boom, done. Uh, The other guy gets taken away. But, like, I, I always find something when I watch that movie. Curious if the warden never did his research. I uh, watched another movie this weekend. Deep Blue Sea. Sorry. Into the Blue. It's with uh, Paul Walker and the dude who played Tweeter in Varsity Blues. Both of them in Varsity Blues, by the way. Remember when one was Lance Harbor, the quarterback that got hurt, and then Tweeter. He likes to drink, party, go to the strip clubs and all that stuff, played wide receiver. Well, they're in this movie here. Um, and, uh, they like, were like these like deep sea divers or something. Maybe they were, I don't know, but they used to go like look under the ground and shit and find stuff down there. And they found treasures. Uh, they used to like, they found like all these tre- treasures. I don't know why someone's telling me happy birthday. It's not my birthday. Anyways. Um, but they'd find these treasures and the beginning of the movie was, uh, this plane crashed. And then they found the plane underneath. And when they looked through the plane, they found uh, they found a bunch of cocaine in the airplane that was underneath the water. But while they were down there, they found like these old like ship stuff and like all this other crazy stuff or whatever. Um, the movie was bad, but you know what? Jessica Alba was in it, and it made things much better to watch. Jessica Alba back in the 2000s. Woo-hoo. Lady, lady. Um, but if you're bored, you want to watch a movie about people going down under the water and sharks and shit? Kill about an hour, 90 minutes of your time? Not bad. I uh, watched that this weekend. And then I watched Jaws again for the millionth time. Uh, Jaws debuted 45 years ago this past weekend. That movie is 45 years old, and we still watch it, and we're still afraid of the shark. And poor Clint, right? Quint. You know? And he's like, every time he goes crazy, he just starts singing that. He starts just singing that song. You know? My Spanish ladies. Um, He was crazy, man. Quint, Quint was certifiable. They definitely needed a bigger boat. I've said this before about Jaws. Quint saved a lot of people that day by not calling for a bigger boat. They call for a bigger boat. Jaws is going to take all those people out. All. The only way you could have killed Jaws was putting that O2 tank in his mouth and shooting him. It was the only way it was going to happen. How do you feel about movie remakes? Um, I thought The Longest Yard was decent. With the Adam Sandler one, I thought that was decent. Oh, what movies would you know? I wouldn't mind a new major league movie, like new characters, maybe like today's day and age or something like that, or something to that degree. And when it comes to remix, I think I think instantly I think uh, sports movies. Um, I I don't love it like. Those new, like, dirty dancings and shit like that. Ouch. That Grease 2 should have never happened. Um, 
anyways, I just, I just bringing up stuff that, but remakes, I don't know. I'll think about that. Maybe I'll do a show about that. Uh, Kev, you had me at cocaine. Yes. Lots of cocaine at the uh, bottom of the ocean there. Um, but this was like blue water, not like what we, what we have here. So, you know, if you want to take up on that, maybe look for some airplanes, might be stuff in there. Be you know, a nice little thing. Jessica Alba or Scarlett Johansson. Is this even a question? Jessica Alba all day, all day. And speaking of the Jessicas, Jessica Beale, Jessica Alba. That's a better comparison right there. Oh, my God. The decisions, decisions. Are we going to watch Deep Blue Sea into the Blue or are we going to watch Summer Catch? Or what was that movie with Adam Sandler that he did? Uh, Chuck and Larry or whatever. Did you ever see her in that movie? Woof. Woof. Go check it out. What else do we have here for the list? Oh, finally. The Undertaker's Last Ride was five episodes. Um, I watched it yesterday, and I believe The Undertaker may have announced his retirement. My takeaways from the whole entire documentary, it was very good. It was actually good to see who Mark Calloway was. Um, the Undertaker stayed in character for 30 years. He never broke kayfabe, for those who want to know. Okay, He always stayed in character. He When he went out, he wore black. Everything he did, he was The Undertaker. Everything. And for the last two years, he became Mark Calloway. Started enjoying life. Started enjoying his daughter, his wife. You know, he had major surgeries. Um, the dude was 55 years old at this year's WrestleMania. 55. And he did like a couple of events that were botched, that were bad. Remember the uh, HBK? Well, the Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X. That was bad. Bill Goldberg. Almost killed the Undertaker on a on a jackhammer. Literally almost broke his neck two inches away. And the more matches Undertaker did, the, the worse it was to watch at times. And I won't necessarily blame him. But it was tough to watch, man. Um, a couple other takeaways. Uh, AJ Styles asked to wrestle him at WrestleMania. It turned into a boneyard match. He didn't know if he wanted to do it. And AJ Styles had some great promos talking about his wife, saying, I don't want The Undertaker, I want Mark Calloway. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff. It was good. But then The Undertaker promos back at him. Says, you know, you're going to get the Holy Trinity here. The old Undertaker, the American Badass, and Mark Calloway. Both of those were great promos. It's unfortunate that we didn't have a crowd to watch that. But the one line that I will always take away from undertaker and there's many of them right there's rest in peace um but the one i'll always take away i'm gonna make you famous right made jeff hardy famous randy orton famous mick foley famous kane famous edge brock lesnar roman reigns aj styles he made them all famous all of them kurt angle if you want to throw in there how about Yokozuna? He beat Hulk Hogan. Undertaker made you famous. Anyone he fought, he made famous. That's going to be the quote for me when long-term comes for The Undertaker. I'll always remember, if you're going to fight The Undertaker, he's going to make you famous. And, um, you know, the 
I'm glad he's walking away on his own terms because that's one of the things he said on the Steve Austin podcast. He wanted to walk away on his own terms. I think he's doing that. Um, one thing that kind of struck me, um, and this was one thing I had to deal with uh, working in radio. I was on the air with Ted Johnson one day, and we found out that Kobe Bryant died in, in a you know a helicopter accident. And we had to stop what we were doing and talk about the Kobe Bryant death. And there were multiple reports going on. We didn't know how to report about it. We didn't know if we could like go by stuff that was on Twitter or whatever. But the Undertaker, during one of the shows, he like shot his tape into the trash can. And he goes, oh, Kobe. And then at the end of the documentary, he mentions that at WrestleMania, his brother died. His brother died in Texas. He's in uh, Orlando at the time. And then he's having this boneyard match, and they're bringing out graveyards and caskets. Like, that sucked for him. That sucked. Not to mention, like, his wife, his wife's nephew died. I think I want to say it was a car accident. I don't, don't want to be mistaken. But died that weekend. They were going through all that on top of COVID and WrestleMania and doing this boneyard match. He won the match. He walked away, did the old, you know, whatever, Undertaker pose. But he mentioned that one of the reasons why he can walk away is because of the death of Kobe Bryant and how Kobe died at an early age after retirement. And he didn't get that, you know, didn't get that time after being in, in sports. It affected him. And he mentioned that's one of the reasons why he's walking away. The Undertaker is the greatest character in WWE history, the greatest gimmick of all time. It is. I don't think you can come up with another gimmick. I've been thinking about this for days. Was there a better gimmick character than The Undertaker? You can't give me Stone Cold. You can't give me The Rock. You can't give you know, Ric Flair was self-made, which might be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But gimmicks created by WWE? He's the best. He's the greatest single character. He did it for 30 years. I'm still hoping for one more match. I want AJ versus uh, Undertaker with a crowd at WrestleMania. And he walks away. That's what I want. Um, I hope we get one more match for the for the Undertaker. Uh, finally, uh, no show tomorrow here. Uh, I'm going to the beach. Not sure which one yet. Um, but I'll be back at some point this week and I'll be on with Toucher and Rich Friday this week and then all of next week. So I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to do podcasts, but, uh, when I get the time, um, maybe I'll check in midweek, maybe I'll check in Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, we'll do another podcast, um, as well, but just kind of wanted to, you know, go over everything that's happened from this weekend. Uh, somebody goes, you know, you want to share that spot from Salem, Mass. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad you listened to me on the radio. That's the only way you could have heard that. Um, it's called Waikiki Beach. It's in Salem. It's uh, near Salem Willows. A little spot over there. A little nice little spot. Bring your, bring your water shoes, though. It's not rocky. It's just like a lot of shells, you know? I like beaches that don't have rocks. Like that's why I don't like the, salt, the beginning of the South Shore. Like I used to go to Hummer Rock every summer, but damn, there's rocks. Rexham Beach rocks everywhere, dude. 
just rocky ass beaches. You know, I want. I've been going in the haunt lately. The haunt's outstanding. Uh, there's <laughs> there has been jellyfish though. Uh, so be careful of those crazy little jellyfishes that are everywhere. Um, but I'll be at the beach tomorrow, and I'll check in at some point this week, everybody. And of course, uh, and thanks, man. I appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, like I said, I'll be on this week, Friday, and then all of next week, I'll be in for John Wallach uh, on 98.5 The Sports. I'm doing mornings, so sometimes it's a tough turnaround, leaving there at 10, getting here at noon. But if I can do it, I'll do it. And again, the reason why I wanted to start this podcast and do this podcast is uh, I had a lot of downtime during during COVID-19 and wanted to check in with everybody today and kind of go over some fun stuff. So thank you for everybody who checked in today. Of course, you can listen to all of these podcasts on Spotify, YouTube, and on iTunes. Also, Anchor, if you really want to check that out, that's kind of the spot where I do everything all in one. Uh, these save on my Facebook page, Joe Murray, and also at Joey Murr on Twitter. Um, these post out there and I post everything to YouTube. So for anyone who chatted in wants to show their, their little question that they asked, you can see it, um, all on there. So that is it for me today. I'm Joe Murray, just sitting here. Uh, we will check on, check in with you guys at some point, uh, during the week and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully I'll have a better tan and I do need to see a barber cause man, these eyebrows, dude. Got to take care of these things. All right. I'm Joe Murray. Just sitting here. I'll talk to you guys uh, later on in the next episode. Thanks.